Do, 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 do you queer, 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 queer what I queer? Do you queer what I queer? This is Dick Wick. Pig Daddy. Big Sunny Boy. Oink, oink, how are you? Oink, motherfucking oink. Hi, Elliot. Hi, Thomas. Hi, listeners, and welcome to Do You Queer What I Queer. And that's Elliot. And that's Tom. And we're Dickwick. And thanks for tuning in this week. We have a thanks very fun in. episode. It's such a, uh, Zarin is such a great guest. I know I say that every week and I mean it every week, but I mean it this week too. I love that. And I do, I want to emphasize fun in the sense that like we recorded this episode how long, like six weeks ago now? Maybe more than that. Oh, longer, longer, longer. Like months ago. Yeah. Um, I, as we know, my brain doesn't process time properly. So yeah, many months ago and listening back on this, it's almost jarring because it's it's very fun and we're like the world's okay you know and like yeah. we we're very like yeah, yeah. silver lining about everything um which is also the reason why we haven't released it yet and we've been in conversation with Zarin, and we just feel like you know now's the time now we need some some fun i think yes thank you for saying that um Zarin, of course comes on to talk about um fan fiction and the queerness of fan fiction and it's a really it's a fun listen and I was inspired to like look up fan fiction afterwards, as you can tell during the episode, as I'm like gushing over this concept. And um, I fell down a rabbit hole for sure. I've been so sad. I'm I'm the basic um, whitest bitch right now, but oh, I love my Grey's Anatomy, you know? And I've been so sad that Arizona Robbins, which is my favorite lesbian character, left many years ago. So now I've been reading all these amazing stories about Arizona Robbins. And that's it. We can cut all this because that's... No, funny. it's perfect. I feel like you've also really found your calling. I feel like you need to start writing fan fiction. I know. I think I could too. Yeah. I, I really want a Dick Grayson fan fiction. I need some like sexy Robin <gasps> action. Oh my God. Is what I'm I need from you. immediately hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same, same. Even thinking about him, I get hard. So... I know. We actually, um, Oz and I tried to turn on Batman and Robin yesterday <laughs> and we got through maybe 20 minutes of it. <laughs> It's, it's an aphrodisiac. So it was my favorite movie when I was 12, and now it's so bad. Sorry, we're way off topic now. I have one more question. We've had this conversation before, but that is the one where he's in the sand pit, and then the hand comes out, and he comes out of the sand pit, and it's really sexy. I, I don't know. Listeners, tell, tell me, please, because that. that was my like queer awakening as a child. Robin in a sand pit? Well, like, and then the, the preceding scenes where he's like fucking like getting dressed and ripped and stuff. Yeah. Um, that may no, have just no. been childhood fantasy. So someone no, fact no, check me, please. I get it. Um, look at us catching up like two old little old faggots. Well, I feel like it's because we spent time together in a non-business way this past yeah. weekend for the first time in like since literally January. Yeah, half a, year. half a year. Half um, a year. So that's really fucked up. It felt nice to rekindle our whatever weird friendship we have outside of this project. Definitely. Because, like, we're... we're business business with this project i know it doesn't seem like that to listeners but <laughs> business is a loose term that we're using in this yeah. context well it also like it simultaneously reaffirmed the reasons why i love you and also the reasons why i know we should never spend time together agreed and agreed do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. It's like, it's you're too- like you're a demon actually i got this criticism from the podcast recently <laughs> that like we're ve- we're always very similar like we have similar um, uh, outlooks and things to say and opinions. And I think that's why we started this pod. Anyway, it's interesting. And then being around you, I'm like, oh yeah, you you represent everything that I think that I 
I'm too maybe afraid to say out loud and then you say it and then I say something worse and then it's just like literally a spiral of doom like I feel like if somebody were to perform an exorcism on either one of us like whatever goo came out would be the other person do you know what I mean like you could shape your personality based on whatever demons I have inside of me and vice versa Um, okay, I'll write so, a fan fiction about it. Please, 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 please. Some some Dickwick fanfic. Love it. Um, okay, well, I could just sit here and, and gab with you like a chatty old Kathy forever, but but yeah. I think Zarin's too important today. So should we just go right ahead? Zarin is too important, and uh, everyone is gonna love this delightful interview. Oh wait, them. we completely stopped saying this, but um, if you're listening right now. Please rate, review, subscribe. Um, tell some friends. You yeah. can head over to doyouqueer.com and you can ask to be a guest. You can suggest a guest. You can uh, write us hate mail, which I will absolutely masturbate to. Or you could buy yeah. some of our merch. We have merch. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for saying that as lackluster as it was. <laughs> was that lackluster? I feel like I was shining. But you know what? Please re- leave a review. I know there's so many of you listening. We see you. We see you listening. We see our numbers. <laughs> Just give us a cute little review. If you think, oh, they have enough reviews. We don't. We really don't. Thank We're you, We're desperate Tom. little faggots for those. That was the opposite of lackluster. <laughs> it's just my personality. Okay, thank you for that. And I guess without further ado, please enjoy Zarin. Okay, listeners, I hope you're as excited for this next segment as I am. We have queer baby extraordinaire in the house with us, figuratively, not literally. (laughs) We have Zarin. Hi, everyone. I'm Zarin. Um, I'm currently a master's student working on, um, I guess, fan fiction and its implication or its impact on queerness and female sexuality. I'm also a meme enthusiast and occasional painter I, w- I would say that's how i describe myself that's amazing that. <laughs> zarn what are your handles so that um people can find you on instagram and, and even see your occasional paintings which are amazing i mean i actually don't like have like a public instagram because i'm too self-conscious about my art but if people are interested in following i'm at the introspection like send me like a message or something and I'm, i'd be more than willing to like you know just approve of that request um but yeah the, the painting thing is definitely like a hobby of mine i don't know how i don't have the time or i don't know how to like even sell it to people i do give it as occasional gifts um but yeah that would be great as an avid follower cool. of your painting journey i'm very very here for it and i'm very <laughs> very you. intrigued i want this um okay so before we get into it i'm super excited to ask you about everything fan fiction and queer um but we should like just take a step back and start with our colors how are we all feeling today in a color tom did you want to start off sure i'll start off i feel like i'm a like a deep red brown brick color because i feel like i'm standing in the middle of a very um tall building and it's collapsed on me so the color has like rubbed off onto my skin into my blood and i'm just like a mess of brick and flesh and i just need a dump truck to come over a dump truck no what's like a machine to come over and just like heave me off a cliff or something just just do me away that sounds really dramatic now that i've said it out loud (laughs) so i want everyone to listen to that with a with a sort of a sense of whimsy that's whimsical i can get behind that good i can get behind that too that's a red brown broken down building in case anyone was 
There's actually a Crayola set based on those colors, <laughs> yeah. I've heard. Amazing, amazing. Sorry, How about you, you Elliot? Oh, uh, yeah, I can go. Um, my color is actually similar to yours. I feel like um, I'm the color of coal, but not like, not like you've been an asshole to Santa Claus, like dead kind of coal. It's like, um, like two cowboys sitting around a fire that's burned out and it's like really dark coal, but there's like that, that little shimmer of, of orangey red inside, you know, and like the cowboys like cuddle closer by like the, the dying coals. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like a sexy, cold, warm, dark light coal cowboy color. You know, I actually see that from you through the screen. I appreciate that answer. Oh, I should also say I'm sweating so yeah. much because I had to turn the air conditioning off for this recording. So that's also oh. probably some of what you're seeing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this gave me like um uh I forget the name of the the film. Um, it's about two cowboys. It's a gay Rope film. Back Mountain. Rope. Yes. Oh my yeah. God. What a what a what a what a classic. Um, Perfect. I think that started my teen. Like, I feel like that was, like, what started my teen angst before I knew I was, uh, I was queer. And I was like, why am I, like, so upset for these two men? And I'm like, oh, because I'm gay. Right, and right. I, <laughs> I need to out myself for a second. I've never seen that movie. I know. Oh my what? I know. You have to, you have to get on that. That I'm, doesn't make any fucking sense. Why are you lying? I own it on DVD. <laughs> I've yeah. never seen it. I don't know. This movie is so night, weird. Movie night. I don't know. I think we need to end this recording and start again some other time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's like, um, it's like as part of, um, I guess like a lot of people, Brokeback Mountain, I feel like a lot of people kind of might, might have started like Queer Aspiration and I can probably segue into talking about fan fiction. But before that, I will share my, the color that I feel. Um, but I thought about this and I think um, I would say blue because the couple of, the last couple of days I've been trying to kind of I, like because I'm working on a paper right now which deals with sort of you know um fan fiction and just like desires and aspiration um I kind of remember coming out and to myself and to my friends and thinking like wow this is such a weird kind of like thing to even go through as like you know by myself because I feel like another aspect of my research is the fact that I came out to my online friends before I came out to anyone um and I didn't feel as alone. I kind of felt more calm. Like my coming out wasn't this like, you know, kind of burst of, oh my God, what, what am I supposed to do? It was very like calm because I met people who were already out and they're like, yeah, that's, that's great. Like, do you want to talk about it? Do you have questions? Um, that's why I feel like a sense of calm whenever I talk about like my own experiences with fan fiction and like queerness online, because I know some people have like turbulent experiences, but uh, the last couple of days having talked to some of my um like some of my friends who are readers and writers of fan fiction who are queer themselves it's really like comforting and kind of peaceful and calm and serene to know that other people have, feel that way um but yeah that's beautiful what a fun that's an amazing answer it's like next level <laughs> <laughs> i adore that um, so for someone as stupid as me which I, I assume are many of our listeners, if they are um, frequent listeners of this podcast. Like, what? So, do you write the queer fan fiction, or are you a fan of it? Do, is it both? And also, and like, what, what, your, what is it? Your favorites. Right, right. So, let me first define fan fiction. And I feel like having gone through it as a fan, like, I, you know, I kind of stumbled. I remember very fondly, like, how I stumbled upon it, like, back in like high school. I think grade nine, um, 
you know, a couple of my friends were like kind of getting into the K-pop scene. K-pop is basically Korean pop music. Um, it's like, you know, it's basically taking over the world for people who know BTS or Monster X or other kind of bands. Um, Blackpink. Blackpink. Yes. Yes. Um, so a lot of my friends were kind of getting into it and they're like, hey, like, have you heard of like fan fiction? And I'm like, what is that? And they're like, oh, it's like basically like people write stories about like, you know, um, the the fans or sorry the the k-pop idols that we kind of admire and follow and i was like what? and this is this is a specific brand of fan fiction it's called rpf or real person fan fiction which is based mm-hmm. on real celebrities media personalities whatnot um so i got into it and i was like this is so fascinating and obviously once you kind of enter a fandom you then start becoming friends you kind of see what the rules are like what you can do what you can't do so fan fiction is basically, I would say, like a transformation where you take canon or the official narrative of a specific media. It could be stories, books, films, you know, other books or, or any kind of media, really. Um, and then you kind of transform it into maybe it's a character study that you're very, like, super interested in and you really love this one character. Like, I recently watched Avatar of The Last, like, the last Airbender. And well, I've been I dying have been, to watch that. It's so good. It's so good. And <laughs> I have been in my gang heels, which is basically like Aang, Katara, you know, um, Sokka, Appa. And a lot of fan fiction just kind of extends the Avatar universe where um, I know a lot of fans were like, you know, kind of craving more material after season three ended. So you go to fan fiction because many people are also craving that material and they do meticulous research. Um, you know, they look for uh, patterns and they sort of just extend the universe um there's also other kind of tropes um a lot of fan fiction is also based on kind of like pairing relations where um maybe you ship or you really like the relationship of character a and character b and you want to see them either in wholesome dating situations or some spicy nsfw situations so you go into fan fiction and you consume that content um I think fan fiction is much more prevalent than people let on. It's not just like, you know, some some 14-year-old girl ha- hidden away in their room, just like, you know, typing into their uh, computer all alone. But it's actually like Hamilton is fan fiction because it's interpretation from historical events. Um, you know, biopics, like biographies, all of these are fan fiction. And any kind of interpretive work can actually be like fan fiction, depending on how you see it. Um, another aspect of fan fiction is that it's free, um, which means like, you know, it's kind of like a labor of love or people write like fans are writing because they're super passionate about um, the storyline, you know, characters, whatnot. Um, but a lot of people actually recently have been um, like have been kind of raising awareness about how fan fiction is takes so much time and it is like a lot of put, a, a lot of people put a lot of effort into it. So perhaps maybe it should be commissioned work. So I've been, I've been like, I've been kind of observing that um, many authors put out kind of information about like, hey, like, you know, I can write this, this trope, you know, these are the things that I will write, these are the things that I won't write. And for like, what, a thousand dollars, or sorry, not a thousand dollars, a thousand words, it's like one dollar um, or something oh, like cool. that. So you can actually commission certain um, writers to write the fanfic of your dream. I love that. Is there like a particular, um, particular like queer base of fan fiction, or is it, or is like fan fiction just generally 
queerer than the original narrative, would you say? The queerness kind of comes out of the writers um, and the fans because, you know, a lot of it, especially like I would say like the, the current fandoms I'm in, like one of, you know, the paper that I'm writing is about kind of art. PS and specifically K-pop fandom, uh, the BTS fandom, I, I honestly have not met a straight person yet. Like, I feel like I always describe my online life as like queer AF. Like I go outside <laughs> and I'm like, oh, straight people are, all, are like this. Like I have forgotten like yeah, what it yeah, is yeah. to have like heterosexual conversations where it's like, oh, you're so under- lucky. It sounds like, like utopia. Yeah, so it is very, very much so. Like most of my friends, people I surround with are queer. And so the occasional straight person, when I come across them online, I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, not that I'm saying that, I, like, you know, they're, that are not allowed, but it's like, a fandom, I feel like is so, you know, it, it, it's such a queer space because so many queer people are in fandom and writing fan fiction because one of the biggest, I would say the reasons um, as to why fans resort to fan fiction is because there's not a lot of representation of different queer identities. You know, you don't have ace representation. You don't have non-binary folks trans people um you know and it's frustrating to always have to be like okay well you know this character i guess is somewhat queer and not the queerness that i'm looking for like that kind of personal relatability as i would as i would say Mm -hmm. so a lot of fans will then kind of you know um with specific fandom like um inception what's another fandom like the marvel universe um a lot of people write uh spider-man actually um, as trans, um, which is interesting because I guess they play on that idea of like, you know, that heroic transformation. And so fans are interested in kind of taking the canon material and putting their own creative twist on it. And that creative twist is actually very crucial in the way that they kind of form their identity because they kind of understand themselves through these characters. And I would say, I would even go as to arguing that a lot of fans seek to fan fiction because they're surrounded by other queer people who are like, yeah, like I want to support like, you know, this, this AU that you have, this alternate universe um, where Spider-Man is trans and they read that content because we're all thirsty for queer content all the time. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love, love, love it. Um, Do you, do you dabble in writing any yourself? So I did once upon a time ago when I first kind of got started, like I remember in high school, like I would come home like at 3 p.m. like after, you know, whatever. And then I'd like log onto my computer and then I'd read all the comments that people put, like, you know, people um, left in the chapters that I was was writing. Um, So I have dabbled on my fair share of writing. Um, I don't have time anymore because I'm doing academic writing, but I read fan fiction all the time. Like I, I honestly think, Fan fiction is so important. Like I, I remember make, trying to like come up with like what I want to potentially do my master's or you know PhD research work in, and I was like the one constant that that's been in my life is this this reading of fan fiction. I have read like you know I've got there's many fandoms that I kind of come in and out of, um, but fan fiction is al- always something that I seek because I'm always interested in how fans are interpreting like you know certain characters. Um, stories, situations, and I'm also very interested in being like friends with and connecting with other queer individuals. Like it's it's truly, I feel like a lot of people, you know, don't understand just how queer fandoms are. Like most, I, I cannot 
like I said, like, I can't remember, like, coming across someone who's like, yeah, okay, so I'm straight. Like, I'm like, most of the time, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm queer. And like, this is my queer identity. And then we kind of talk about um, our favorite characters, and it goes from there. I love it. I, I love that you're touching on sort of the the universal theme that sort of comes up a lot in our podcast, which is, you know, uh, queer folks need to escape everyday life in order to cope or, you know, in order to go to their happy place. And I'm, I'm overwhelmed and to hear that fan fiction is <laughs> primarily queer. I can't wait. I literally can't wait to go dig stuff up on this. And I, I love too, like, I think a lot of times people think of, you know, queer activism as a very kind of like serious, um, uh, constant battle type thing that doesn't really have necessarily a lot of like fun or joy in it but something as simple as creating this alternate universe with where these queer characters that you've never got to see yourself you're creating them and you're and you're reading other people's creations like that is kind of a form of activism and community raising and like you know like you build all these really important connections and you build your own identity and media has just been at the center like you've said of queer identities for so long it's so important to these constructions I just I love that your work is recognizing that yeah uh, for totally. sure for sure um i think like you know one of the things that i always tell people is that um even though it is a space that allows a t particular type of freedom when it comes to kind of like oh like these are the characters that i want to explore and this is how i want to go about exploring that um there's a lot of gatekeeping and you know a lot of like limitations that are being placed on fan fiction which isn't something that i realized until i kind of started asking questions about hey like I find that I've, I, I've read and gravitate towards slash pairings, which is basically like a pairing that feature like homosexual men. Um, mm. Whether or not they're canonically homosexual doesn't really matter. It's just the pairing of two men. Um, and a lot of the writers actually identify as female, whether they're not, and also a lot of non-binary um, folks, because whether or not they necessarily identify as male, I find that a lot of like a lot of um, fan fiction is written about male relationships or centering around male relationships, which is why like my research, I'm more interested in kind of understanding why that's the case. And then secondly, just to see like what kind of femme slash, which is essentially, um, you know, uh, girl, uh, sorry, women paired, like women paired with other women um, or like lesbian relationships, uh, because it's not as, as, as predominant, which is a little, you know, a little sad because I would like to see you know, more femme slash pairings. Um, I'd like to see more lesbians and non-binary pairings, trans pairings. But I find yeah, yeah. that, um, you know, yeah, yeah. Like one of the, one of the questions that kind of um, really like drives my work is the fact that like, I find that gender and specifically just like the history of, the history of gender has really impacted like the trends of fan fiction. So last semester, um, you know, I kind of talked about specifically yaoi and yaoi and yuri, which are Japanese um, genres. They're not necessarily fan fiction, but you can count them as that because it's basically yaoi is like boys love, which centers the relationship between two men. And yuri is girls love and centers a relationship between two women. And one of the questions scholars have been asking, like, why is the predominant consumer and producer of yaoi um, women? And I guess like, right now i would like to say that like i don't necessarily agree that they might be heterosexual or straight because the whole point of my paper was to say that like the reason women are consuming and producing this material is because they see a sense of equality um 
between two men who are pursuing like the love for each other. And what I mean by that is a lot of the times with, you know, different kind of societies, patriarchy is a, is a thing that women have to kind of, you know, jump, jump through and deal with and navigate. But I find that another aspect might be, they might be curious about their queerness. Maybe they're questioning their sexuality, but to do so in a safe and kind of almost like a disembodied way, they pick two males. Because, you know, as a woman, we have the same, like, anatomy, or we might not have the same anatomy as males. And so to do it to kind of experience queer desires in a way that's very removed from us can be another way to explore queerness and explore, like, the desires that we've always kind of, like, you know, kept in the back of our head. And so one of the compelling theories is that Japanese women specifically who are creating and um, reading these, these um, stories and producing these narratives are interested in it because they're like, well, they're men. And we don't necessarily relate to them because we are of different genders. So that's why maybe it's okay for us to consume this because mm-hmm. there is that kind of you know, um, level of separation. Very interesting. Wow. Yeah, it's fascinating. I'm yeah, so glad you're doing this work. <laughs> Zarn, I, I feel like that could maybe tie into our season four question that we have, which is, um, what does a queer yeah. future look like to you? I always kind of like grapple with like what I'm trying to achieve with my research. And I would say one of the biggest things is inclusion and intersectionality. Um, I feel like, you know, with fan fiction, a lot of different kinds of debates have come up. Um, one, of, one of them notably is, um, you know, trans members of a specific fandom have raised issues that there are not a lot of trans representation. And if there is trans representation, it's not done correctly. And one of the more kind of like, I guess, like a funny kind of anecdotal thing is that because like I mentioned, a lot of the writers are women or identify as women, they might not necessarily know about male anatomy. And so there was this interesting thread of um, like, you know, uh, you know, a writer um, created where it's like how to actually write gay sex. And they're like, first of all, <laughs> please include lubrication. And you would be surprised. You would be surprised just how many people skip that process. And then people are like, hey, by the way, y'all, this is not how you do it. And so I would say like inclusion is and, and intersectionality and just kind of understanding your source material and the people that you're writing about is very important. And you know, trans writers are now kind of being like, well, there's not one way to write about trans subjectivities. And maybe it should be trans people who are writing about trans characters and what kind of representation is important. And so I feel like for me, the most important aspect here is to just acquire more knowledge and ask more questions and stay curious. Because while it's amazing to, you know, stumble upon a fan fiction of your dreams that feature a slash pairing and then you're good to go, it's also, it's also good to kind of step back from fandom and be like, hey, what are the things that I learned from this? And maybe have questions about like, yeah, maybe we should really talk to some people who know about gay sex and uh, <laughs> write about lubrication. So you should <laughs> just get, get all those people to get Elliot on the phone and then you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the lube master. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, perfect. Will be or are? Um, And then, so we have a follow-up part to that question. And I feel like you've already answered this in a sense, but um, what is it that gives you hope or inspiration for this queer future? I I feel like community is so important. I mean, one of the biggest, like, lessons I got from writing or reading or being part of 
a, like a fandom is how strong community is and how important it is. You know, the reason why people even collectivize and get together with other people online is because they're like, wow, you're really into that weird thing that I'm into. And it can feel very affirming and safe to have that, to share this kind of space where it's like, oh my God, let's talk about like this crazy thing that happened in whatever media that you're, you know, that you're a fan of. And community support and just kind of like, oh, I wrote a fan fiction and maybe my friends online can be like, oh my God, my friend wrote a fan fiction, please support it. Or like, maybe they can offer some criticism or critiques or whatnot. This, this like sort of, I want to say like um, communal exchange and friendship and support that fandom facilitates while sometimes it, it is negative um i still i'm still very hopeful and like this is what gives me hope because i recognize that it is possible to like especially in, in this type time of uh, of being like socially apart from the people that you love i feel like one of the things that have made this time like normal for me is that my life online has not changed um you know, my friends have always been apart and have always been distanced from me, but I can still connect with them through social media and through this thing that we call community. And so that's what gives me hope that even in this time when people are away and, you know, they can't reach their loved ones, they can still um, connect and uh, reach or care for each other from a distance um, through community. So that, that's what gives me hope. It's beautiful. Zarn, what are some of the um, the sites that you would recommend for people who want to start reading some fan fiction? Or like what? Yeah, okay. So this is some, this is, I have, I'm a fan fiction kind of snob because I personally think Archive of Your Own is the true place for fan fiction because it has some quality fan fiction. If anyone's interested in going into the Inception fandom, y'all are like, y'all should be ready for some novels because these fan fictions, like no joke, are better than some of the books I've read that are actually published. Like, no shade, but actually shade. Because, <laughs> because I feel like the reason, you know, they're so good is, like, a lot of people are super passionate about writing about these characters, these plot lines, and, you know, Archive of Your Own has a great tagging system. You actually do have to be invited, but many people have, you know, an account. I can even send invitations out. Um, and Archive of Your Own, I think, is also pretty break, uh, like groundbreaking in the way that they kind of allow different kinds of things in fan fiction. Um, you know, they obviously, first of all, they allow RPF, which I mentioned, which was uh, real person fan fiction, which many sites actually um, ban. Uh, Fanfiction.net. Um, also, please don't be basic and go to um, Wattpad. I, I really am not a supporter <laughs> of Wattpad because I, I just can't. I just can't. I know it's a Canadian Wattpad creators, if you're listening, turn this off. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw in I had to throw in some criticism here. Because I'm saying like, don't be basic. Wattpad, you know? I just haven't, That's I all we're all saying. Wattpad. Yeah, don't be basic. Yeah. Just you know, level up your fan fiction read. Like level up it. your fan fiction needs and desires and you know, you too will experience the quality uh, you know, um, amazingness that is that comes with fan fiction. Amazing, Zarn. We have some like we have some like queer kooky questions for you. Um, some I just yeah. need to I just some need to close cute, cute cues. I just need to close Wattpad on my phone and pretend like I wasn't <laughs> looking at it. Um, Tom, whenever you're ready, <laughs> you, can, you can start us off. Um, what's your favorite Wattpad fan fiction story? <laughs> I'm, joking. Not- <laughs> I'm just joking. 
<laughs> okay. Seriously and not seriously now. Um, Zaren, what's your pronoun? My pronouns are she, her, they, them. And Darn any what? pronoun of that. What's your favorite swear word? Oh, God. Probably the F word because it's so versatile and flexible. I can say it with whatever context. <laughs> we do love flexible verses. Flexible faggots. <laughs> flexible verses. Exactly, exactly. Uh, what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie at the... Oh, God. Oh, God. I haven't thought about this, but um, give me like one second. Um... I'm going to have to say, oh, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim, great fan fiction out there um, for people who are interested Ooh. in shipping. Uh, Pacific Rim is a great, solid movie. Um, but yeah, that would, that, I, I would say like that's what's coming on in my head, but one of my I, favorite movies. That sounds like something out. I did in Hawaii. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, so, um, Zarn, what's your favorite mythical creature? Ooh. Okay, so do, do vampires count as mythical creatures? Sure, sure. Yeah, vampires. Because I'm, I'm recently like I, I'm watching this anime called uh, Castlevania, uh, produced by Netflix. I don't know. I wasn't sponsored to say that, but you know, just, 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 <laughs> just saying. Um, but it's, it's about vampires, and like, I feel like vampire AU is like a, a specific tag. This is also the reason why you all should be going to archive of your own because they have tags and tropes for that for this need specifically. So if y'all are craving vampire AUs, this is, this is it. Like, aren't we all craving vampire AUs is my question. Yes. Hold on, yeah, sorry. Are. What's an <laughs> AU? I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, no, no. Um, AU just means alternate universe or alternative Oh, alternate universe. You said that. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Phew. No, <laughs> um, what's your favorite noise? Favorite noise? Gosh, that's a, such an interesting question. Um, I, You know what? I'm just going to say wind chimes because I, I hung a wind, wind chime recently and it's really nice when I'm working outside and then a breeze blows by and then you know i hear some i hear some the dulcet sounds of uh wind chimes now i wish i had wind chimes um who is your celebrity crush Ooh, celebrity crush okay I'll, gosh there's so many but i think i'm gonna go with um wait i'm trying to think like i'm also trying to give like a like a diverse oh oh i'm just gonna go lupita nyong'o lupita nyong'o always always because i'm also oh, I'm, yeah. i try to rep women of color all the time who's your queer icon oh um really i forget her name why am i not it, she she is a musician she's black she is non-binary god janelle monet janelle monet yes yeah. why did i forget my queen name <laughs> i'm obsessed <laughs> janelle monet is my queer icon because she it's such a queer thing amazing. to forget the name of your queer icon like, it is literally it, thank like, you so much let's, for let's all just know that <laughs> it's very on brand yeah it's so on brand what do you wish you knew more about um oh like i guess i'll i'll be like very like emo right now but like more about myself you know like i feel like quarantine has really given us that time to go about like you know the, this need of self-reflection so I wish I knew more about myself so that I wouldn't be the way that I am and like hurt by other people. I don't know. This is like a very philosoph philosophical question. I just touched like answer. both mine and Tom's soul. Like the look in his <laughs> eyes. My heart just fell out my mouth. Hold on one second. I didn't know you had one of those, Tom. <laughs> Never mind. I'm chewing it. What would your friends say is your best quality? 
my friends would say my best quality is is that I think I reach out um I'm someone who is like always down to talk to people and I like the the act of reaching out because I want to always like understand my like the people around me in the best way that I can um so yeah I, I would say that or or the fact that I'm like I pull out memes all the time. Like meme, maybe a meme enthusiast is what I should really be and put that on my resume because um, I have a collection of memes on my phone. I, I want to see every single one. I do have a question for you that's not on this list. So excuse me to queerly yeah. interrupt this. I love What's that. What's your astrological sign? Oh, okay. So this is under a lot of controversy and deba- debate over the years. So I have many friends who are super enthusiastic about their about the astrological signs and, and their zodiacs. So some people say I'm an Aquarius, but some people say I'm in the cusp of Aquarius and Capricorn because my birthday is January 21st. So I always just leave it up to the other people. I identify as Aquarius. That's what I would say. Um, if I were to ask, you know, stumble upon a BuzzFeed quiz or something, and I'll be like, yes, Aquarius. <laughs> um, but I would say, you know, whatever right. you interpret me as, I accept. I'm I would also, say whatever you want to identify as is that what we should accept. <laughs> as an Aquarius, I, though, you give me huge Aquarius energy. I worry okay. about your choice. Sorry, choice. Your um, your identif- identity as an Aquarius because Elliot is such a monster. But that's true. <laughs> my birthday's the twenty seventh, so we're. Oh, very oh my close. god, that's so great! <laughs> oh, I would actually. I love. I love Elliot and I respect him uh, quite a bit because it's the first time anyone's uh, ever said that to me, Zara. I've, n- I, I've literally I, never heard that. Sorry, my microphone just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a fan because we got to, um, you know, really bond in our gender and sexuality course. And he always sounds so put together and like knows what he's talking about. And I'm like, if I can even be partially like, you know, sharing this vibe of Aquariusness, like that would be great. 2020 has been bad so far, but this is its lowest point. (laughs) Tom doesn't like Tom doesn't like to hear people raise me up. So, oh my gosh, great project partner. Um, Okay, Zarin, that was so sweet. Thank you. Um, What are you most grateful for? I'm most grateful for right now uh, community. Um, I am so like touched and always like feeling so much love and support from, you know, people all over the world, like, you know, the queer community, the fandoms that I'm part of, um, my friends, you know, my family. I really think right now more than ever, what's important is to just kind of reach out and take care of one another and build that sense of community. And, you know, obviously every single day I keep hearing about stories about people, you know, getting other people's groceries, you know, people reaching out and and, um, making masks and, you know, really kind of, putting themselves out there and caring for one another. Like I, I, I'm super grateful that, you know, I'm connected to so many different kinds of individuals that take the time out of their, their day and put an effort for each other and for other people. Like that's, that's what I'm very grateful for right now. It's so beautiful. Lovely. And what do you hate about straight culture? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Let's talk about, like, I have so much tea in this. Like one of the things is like this, like, you know, with 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 the context of fan fiction, I feel like a lot of people are like, "Well, how do people write about straight couples?" And I'm like, "Because straight couples um are everywhere. Like, I don't want to be reading some basic story about you know, girl falls in love with guy, guy you know goes through some angsty shit, like, and then girl find and then finally gets 
the sense that the girl is their the dream the dream girl and then gets together that's literally the plot line of all rom-coms ever created mm-hmm. so i'm not interested in that and it's always the straight people who are like where's our representation i'm like look <laughs> out you know like just go maybe like three seconds out of yeah. your door you, you have representation open right one there. book or open one window exactly one window <laughs> <laughs> I want, you know, I feel like fan fiction has always been, you know, about transformation, about inviting curiosity and creative play. So I don't want to be reading about things that I already had always seen. So curiosity fan, done. fan fiction to queer people. Curiosity awesome. done, exactly. Fan, Amazing. fan fiction to queer people. What's your queer superpower? My queer superpower? These are such good questions. Um, I would say... The fact that I have, like, like the one thing I feel like I'm always spreading is, like, my queer agenda. Like, I'm really out here repping queer people. Like, we, I feel like there's a meme that goes around where it's like, oh, it's, we're not talking about queerness. Suddenly, I'm not interested. Like, that is my personality, I feel like, because I am someone who really wants to bring forward, like, bring queerness to the table. So you can just call me, like, the queer mascot, I guess, because... Like my, my, my research deals with queerness. My, all my friends are queer or like they know about queerness because I can't stop talking about it. So maybe I can be my queer Queer mascot. My queer superpower is queer mascot. Our queer mascots need to take a note from you because they're so stiff and porcelain. (laughs) I'm tired of them not pulling their weight. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Um, What's your biggest queer fear? My biggest queer fear is I think just when people are like, you know, ignorant and are not willing to learn. I think, you know, one of the biggest um, things, uh, you know, queer people go through is when they kind of come out to themselves and they have to do the task of coming out to other people, which can be very daunting. Um, and when they come across, you know, some sort of ignorant comment or ignorant people who are like, well, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't understand why you're the way that you are. And that's always been like my fear where I never want to stop queer people from figuring out who they are. And one of the things is that, you know, queerness is also like an identity that that's in constant flux. You know, a lot of people can identify one way and then maybe be like, hey, like the more that I'm discovering about myself, like maybe I'm going to choose another label or maybe they just choose not to label themselves at all. They need to have this kind of flexibility and this kind of freedom to be able to actually, you know, explore themselves. But ignorant people kind of get in the way of that and get in the way of that process. So that's always been my fear where I never want like a queer person to come across an ignorant comment or an ignorant article, people, person, whatever. And that makes them kind of question about themselves and their self-worth because they're, they're worthy of love and respect and they should always know that. And so that's why I would say like my queer fear is ignorance. Wow, I'm blown away. You're doing all the heavy lifting for us. And there's one more question. <laughs> Seriously, I'm you. nodding along like a stuffed walrus. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Zaren, what is your queer mantra? My queer mantra is to be, you know, be, what is, I want to say like be yourself, but that's kind of vague. But like, I just want to say that like everyone needs to have this like this acceptance, like self-acceptance is the most important other than other like you know before like other people accept you because a lot of the times like you know um especially with the narrative of like 
you know, queer people have to come out or like they have to have like a coming out like kind of, you know, episode whenever they're featured in, um, you know, in television or even just fan fiction in general. Like you don't have to come out to people if you don't feel safe. You can come out to yourself and that's okay. As long as you accept yourself and you like, you know yourself and you love yourself, like no one can take that away from you. And that is, I think that's, I feel like that's one of the strengths of, of the queer community is that like before, you know, a lot of historically, a lot of people were very um, negative and towards queerness and queer people. And the most important thing that kept them going is self-acceptance. And so I, I, I would say just accept yourself. Lo- loving yourself is the most radical thing you can do. Wow. Tom, <laughs> Tom's mouth is agape, but he has nothing left to say. How do I love myself stacked up next to an answer like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't know the answer, but I know what you mean. (laughs) Okay. Um, I don't even, like, I'm aghast. Okay. I'm excited. We do have our our few cute little end, like, end buttons. So I texted you a photo, Zarin, of our mascot. Yes. Um, Can you just take a quick look at it and just, like, tell the listeners what pepper is like serving like what vibe are you getting from pepper i'm honestly i you know i actually looked at the like the picture and i was so thrilled that like of like this is like one of the best things that i believe i love you know animals first of all and secondly i would say like you know that gif of lady gaga just going like talented brilliant amazing like that is what i would say that your mascot mascot is serving like i'm loving these like these vibes of just being like i'm queer Okay, obsessed with that answer. And it also (laughs) is a perfect segue. So we like to end our show with a double rainbow, which is like, you know, a good thing that's happened this week or month or minute or second. Um, And just because you said Gaga, I just have to start off like I the the rain on me music video is my double rainbow. It is so so good. I've probably watched it 3000 times already since it came (laughs) out. And like, it's just it's going to be my double rainbow every day, I think for the rest of quarantine and beyond. Yeah, I feel like Lady Gaga really like, I don't know if you saw, I'm, I'm referencing so many memes here, but like for people who know these niche memes, but there's this like, I think this is like an Australian lady who just goes like, you know, I see that you're in crisis. I'm on my way. Like Lady Gaga really saw that. And then was like, wow, look at this. The, the, like, you know, look at the world, like basically crumbling and, you know, being a ball of anxiety. I'm just going to be, you know, out here dropping my amazing music. And I was like, thank you so much, Lord and Savior Queen. Like, she knew we so needed grateful. rain on me and she gave it. She <laughs> rained it onto us. It was everything. Seriously, seriously. Um, but I would say, I guess my double rainbow is, um, uh, it's pretty simple. Like, because the weather has been constant for the first time in what seems like, his, you know, the, the history of the world. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. if y'all are living in Toronto, y'all know that Toronto has some inconsistent weather. Like, I know we did nature wrong, but like, I'm so sorry. Like, can we just get like a little bit of nature, like a little bit of sunshine? Like, we're stuck inside. And so um, I'm lucky enough to actually live with my parents right now. And they have like an amazing patio space. And I've just been working outside. Um, Where's that, Zarin? It's, uh, sorry, do you mean like where? Is it where in we- Toronto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I live in oh, Toronto. Oh, in Toronto. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, do you want me to go to the patio and show you? No, sorry. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if you meant you, um, your parents were, never mind. Just. Yeah, yeah, no, no worries, no worries. Yeah, they, we live in Toronto um, and we have like an amazing patio space. And my mom uh, is really into like plant and gardening. Like she is the plant mom. 
Um, and she also was like very interested in just like, you know, growing all of these beautiful flowers and she put a bird feeder. So we have like burning in sometimes. And it's just really nice to work outside because I'm cooped up inside. So if any of you have like a balcony space or outside space that you can write on and do some work, like does wonders. So that would be my double rainbow. And I want to mention more thing because I know I mentioned about this, but if y'all haven't watched Avatar or rewatched Avatar, like please do. It is like cleansing and healing for the soul. Like Thank you. I just, I just love that show. Anyways, Ugh, <laughs> I, I need prom- to rewatch it. I promise I'll watch it. I, be- I know I've been meaning to. And there's been Avatar memes all of a sudden everywhere. Yep. I don't know why, but yes, I, keep yes, I, I love that. I love that. Um, Tom, what's yours? My double rainbow is also the nice weather. It's nice to just sit outside and recenter and like focus on nature because that's so much bigger than anything that I am or that I'm going through. Like the mm-hmm. world is fucking gigantic and beautiful. That's so lame, but I, I really do it's mean not. it. I no, sat, it's, it's great. I sat outside last night and just watched the sunset, and every five minutes it was like, a new like 20 different colors in the sky and it just made me remember that like okay yep what is now isn't gonna last like something's gonna change things are on the horizon better things Mm -hmm. i sound like a christian preacher right now but here we are no i mean like it reminded me sorry it reminded me of like those palette paint swatching videos i don't know Mm -hmm. if y'all like it's like a different like what is the color going to be (laughs) oh my god those put me to bed they're so calming i love those videos oh my god Okay, well, what a good, calm, like, way to end this amazing recording, Zara, and thank you so much. I know, thank, thank you. you. I really appreciate it. I loved hearing about all this. I can't wait to look at some damn fan fiction, because Lord knows yes. it sounds like it's exactly up my alley. Tom, you're going to get your <laughs> life with it. Yeah. Well, thank I guess so without... Me. Thank you so much for doing this. Without further ado, queer, um, you'll hear from all us next Tuesday. Bye! Bye. Do you queer? Queer, Queer. 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 Queer.